This is the Muscles and Management Podcast, where we build your body and your business. Talking all things training, sports performance, and business for athletes and aspiring coaches to enhance your training and better your career. Muscles and Management is brought to you by Challenger Strength with your host, Jerry DeFilippo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 213 of the Muscles and Management Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe if you have not already. Uh, Mike, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, Mike and I were both just talking about how the weather is getting cold. If you're a West Coast listener or a, a, a Southern listener, I mean, we have listeners all over the country and the world, so hopefully you're in a warmer spot than we are in uh, New Jersey. And Mike, forgive me. I, I, I'm going to guess. I want to say you're in like Ohio for some reason. <laughs> South Dakota. Fuck, I'm not even close. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're we're both cold, but we're hanging in. Um, I am being warmed up by the fact that my two favorite teams in sports are both playing well. So little shout out for my five and one New York Giants and my game one ALCS Yankees tonight. Yeah. We're looking we're looking good. We uh got past Cleveland and uh, you know. Hopefully we can finally get past the Astros, but we'll see. They've been a thorn in our side for, for many years now. But um, it, I have two pumpkins on my desk in the gym. One is a Yankee pumpkin. One is a Giants pumpkin. And for the first time in like the couple years that I've done this, I actually have the pumpkins when they're both good. So <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're trending in a good direction. Um, guys, a couple things. One, sorry for the no-show last week. Uh, a couple things changed up on my end scheduling-wise. So. I uh, wasn't able to get a recording done, but, you know, such as life, things happen. Um, I guess Mike and I want to give you guys a couple updates on Only Strength. We're getting closer. We're only five days out from the official member email. Um, so on Monday of next week, uh, well, so four days out once you guys listen to this show, but five days out when we're recording it, uh, we'll be sending a, an email out with the official link to sign up and make payment and uh, do all that good stuff. Um, people have been... Like, it's kind of cool to see in a sense because, like, they're really into it and they want to be a part of it. But, like, I've been getting some panicked uh, DMs, Mike, mm -hmm. from people being like, I clicked the link. I don't see anything. What do I do? Am I missing it? Oh, I yeah. I want to make sure I'm in there. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, um, yeah, hey, like, firstly, thank you so much for your interest. But, you know, don't worry. Nothing has gone out officially yet. All that's been put out is the early interest uh, sign up. And the reason I did it that way was because, you know, it was going to take us six to eight weeks to get everything situated and put in place and ready. Uh, I did have a good amount of uh, exercise videos already done uh, prior to this, but I had to add to that. Um, you know, we had to get the forum up and running and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was just a matter of like, let's give it six to eight weeks, not only for that, but for me to kind of just talk about it, advertise it, you know, give it some steam and, and basically compile um, a list of people that want to be a part of it. And then we'll, you know, send the official email out a week before for sign up. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I mean, it's looking like we're probably going to get to about 400 people before we start, um, mm -hmm. which is pretty damn cool. If you ask me. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm super excited. Mike and I were just talking about it before uh, we started recording about some of the things we're doing. So I tweeted out last night or two nights ago. Um, that I added a bunch more exercises to the, the database. So I know just in like the sprints and jumps and like med ball category, we're at like 53 exercises already. Mm -hmm. And that's not including, I think we're in like the seventies. Um, 
if you include all the strength training and stuff. So like I said, I anticipate, I, I think I did a count earlier that I could probably get close to about 130 when we launch. Um, and I, and I, there's so many, like there, there's probably a thousand exercises that could be on there. So it's going to be added to like every month we go through, I want to add like 10 to 15 exercises. Um, it's going to be really cool. Like basically when you sign up, when you get this email with the official sign up link, the way Mike has it set up is you sign up right through the, the website we are using for the video database. You get your link, you sign up, you're going to get an auto email that directs you right to how to make your uh, account for the members forum. The members forum is really cool. It's going to give you an opportunity to drop questions in there and you can interact with me. Mike's going to moderate. Julian's going to have an account. Like every, all of us are going to be on there to talk to you. I really think it's a cool spot where like I can have, you know, all your questions and things funneled into one spot and you get priority. Like, you know, you're not going to be just someone that's kind of left stranded in my DMS. You know, I'm going to be on there interacting with you guys throughout the week. Uh, we're going to have a general discussion thread uh, on there. We're going to have, a sports thread on there. So if you want to talk about, you know, Hey, I saw this get done in, in football today. Really cool move. Let's check it out or baseball, whatever it is. Um, things like that. We're going to have a, a, um, a sub thread where you can drop videos of your athletes training. If you're a coach and get some feedback, if you're an athlete or a parent of an athlete, you can drop videos of your son or daughter or yourself doing things and get feedback from me and other coaches. And like, that's the big thing that I want to you know emphasize too. Like, it's not just me giving feedback. Like I said, Julian will be on there. Um, if there's coaches in the in the uh, in the for in the membership, and you're an athlete, and you put some up, and they can help you. Like it's going to be a really cool place, I think, to to get interactions. And um, you know what I think the best part about it is is it's 400 people that you know if they signed up in my mind are clearly pretty like minded or, or believe in a lot of the stuff that I talk about. So it'll be like a place where you know a lot of people are on the same page. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited about that. The the exercise database is going to have uh, it be available on your phones. Obviously, uh, you're going to have a search bar, so you can search the name of the exercise and find it right away. Um, and you'll also have access to uh, a sheet with the list of the exercises. So like you'll see the name of it, you can look it up on the uh, the database and find it and and be all set and, and good to go. Um, so like I said, you know, I'm gonna be really I'm really excited about that because we're gonna add to that. Um, every month as things go by, you know, every time we do a new exercise in the facility, you'll get a video of it. Uh, as I just add more, as we go, you'll get a video of it. I want to put even more videos on there. Like maybe we'll have a, um, a section for the database where it's not just exercises. It's labeled like demos and like, uh, demonstrations or lessons where maybe it's like a two minute video of me walking through something with an athlete in our facility, you know, as we do things, you're going to get a live look inside uh, what we're doing each day, things like that. Uh, I think it's going to be really cool. So um, last part about that is the Zoom Q&As. The, uh, they're going to be every two weeks, um, anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. All members will get the, the Zoom code and the login and everything, and you'll get a chance to just hop on there with me. You'll drop your questions in the little sidebar. Uh, you'll type them in. Mike will kind of just filter those and pass them on to me. I will answer them for you so you get a chance to answer, get your questions answered, but also get a chance to hear me answer other questions from other members that maybe you know hit on some topics that you're curious about. The best part about it is, and, and Mike, I think this is really cool, um, they're going to be recorded and saved. So you essentially can go back and look at them if you can't make it. Cause I've had some concerns about like if I'm on the West coast and the zoom is at what time and I can't make it. Like, what do I do? They're going to be recorded and you're going to have access to them forever. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and those are going to just be added. We'll have another folder in the database just called uh, Zoom Q&As or whatever we want to call it. And we'll just label them by each week. And you could always go back and look at them uh, and, and listen, which I think will be really cool. Um, so, I mean, I think that's everything. Oh, the last part, actually, I don't know how I could forget this because it's a pretty big part of it. Um, I talked to Mike about this, but I've talked to some of my coaching friends and they thought this was a phenomenal idea. I'm eventually after the first couple months going to expand the zoom to where maybe once uh, one of every two zooms each month, I will invite one of my coaching friends on with us, um, to join and you could have access to talking to them. So whether it's different speed coaches that I've become friends with strength coaches, sport coaches, like, you know, basically you're getting access to the network of like high level coaches that I've been able to get friendly with and get to know over the last few years, whether they're high level D one, um, you know, professional coaches, whatever it is, I'm going to pay them for their time to come on and, and give you guys access to their information and their knowledge. And I think it's great for everybody. It's great for the the coach to come on to expand their reach. Um, and, and obviously they get paid for it. It's great for the members because, you know, they get another voice to hear uh, from and maybe someone they're not usually able to to get information from. And then it's honestly, it's good for us too, because, um, you know, that coach will, will share that they're speaking on our platform and maybe get some more eyes on it. So it's beneficial for everybody. I think it's going to be a really cool thing. Um, and I've asked some of my coaching friends already what they thought, and they thought it was an awesome idea. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited for that. And then one last thing here before I drag on too much, because I do want to get to some podcast stuff. Um, that's obviously what we're here for. But uh I have thought about and spoken to Julian about the idea of let's say when we're five to six months into this, if it's going well, uh, I'm going to potentially add an optional. So it's optional, you don't have to do it, but um for an extra like five bucks a month, we're going to add an entire nutritional portion to this. So Julian will handle all of that. Um, if, and, and that sound like if, if that's something we do, which I think it's going to be, uh, essentially you'll get a nutritional zoom once a month. You'll have a nutritional sub forum on the, um, the, the members forum for him to answer questions for you. And, and obviously like I'm going to, you know, specify what the nutritional add-ons will be as we go, but maybe you'll get access to his suggested food list and different things he's put out and different, um, you know, articles and stuff like that. So that is an option that we might, and, and probably will expand to after six months if things are going well. Like I said, it's optional. So if you're, if you're happy with the current structure and what you're doing, you're fine. But if you are looking for nutritional information, um, that could be there for you guys. So with all that said, uh, Mike, you have anything to add? I don't think so. I was like, you covered this all is, of it. I got to be honest, man. Like, I hate to say this because I don't want it to sound like I was like unprepared or like not expecting good things to come from this, but it's really blown me away. Um, like I didn't think I'd be close to having 400 people on this early sign up list. Yeah, no, I think people are excited about it for sure. Um, I also just think the way things are shaping up, like the stuff we're giving people, I'm just getting more and more excited about. I think it's just going to be really fun. So pumped about yeah, that. Definitely. Um, you know, we'll drop the link in the uh, show notes. If you guys want to still hit that early sign up and just be on the lookout for Monday, 10, 24 for the official uh, email to go out for sign up. So with that said, Mike, um, I don't think there was anything too drama wide, too too dramatic going on social media this week. Uh, no, pretty. Well, do you wanna? Do you wanna? I don't know. Maybe you are. I'm not sure. Maybe you already did it. But do you want to talk about that 40k follower giveaway you're doing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good idea. So thank you. That's just why Mike's here, guys. He's smarter than me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually. I gotta pick a winner for that. I'm gonna talk to you about that. I, I gotta reach out to you. I was gonna. It's a good reminder. I'll, I'll text you after we're done recording. But I just gotta like 
funnel all those names into a um uh, a random a random selection thing yeah pick one but basically i'm doing a free year of only strength to anybody whether you were early sign up not early sign up whatever if excuse me if you retweeted my my tweet last week and and commented only strength on uh, underneath the tweet you are eligible to get selected for a free year of only strength that is 120 dollar value 10 dollars a month for 12 months 120 bucks um you know, I think it's, it's cool. It's, it's a, you know, really good opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's the least I can do to say thank you for, uh, hitting 40,000 followers, which is, is really cool. So, um, be on the lookout for who gets selected for that. I'll probably just try to announce it by tomorrow. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it might, I don't know. You tell me, is it hard to like drop a hundred no. thing and pick no. one? I can just pull it. You can just put the URL in a generator and it does it for you. Excellent. So I'll just send it to you. Um, or unless you can get it out, whatever I'll, I'll DM it to you after we're done. Um, so I'll announce that tomorrow. That'd be, that'd be easy. Um, or today, however long it takes, whatever, even, or if you just tell me what URL to use, I'll just do it, whatever. Um, so we're going to do that. Uh, what do you think? Should I drop another, uh, should I drop another, Hey, we're picking the winner tomorrow. Like, you know, get, don't miss out on your chance. Should I drop another one? Today? Yeah. But just give people one more time to do it. And then we cool. do it tomorrow. Probably. And it's free promo for the link for the, for the membership. Everyone wins. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. So we touched on that. Um, I don't think I got on any arguments this week. I know two weeks ago I told somebody to, to kiss, stick it up their ass or kiss my ass. I did one of the two. Um, I think both actually. Yeah. I actually had someone, <laughs> I had someone DM me and they were like this. That was hilarious. Like, oh, oh no, they, t- they tweeted at me and tagged me. Jerry's fired up this week. Quote unquote, stick it up your ass. <laughs> I love it. So um, good. All right. Yeah. So I, right. I don't think anything too crazy is going on. Um, yeah. No. Let's go, uh, let's go into some. I have a few tweets. Yeah. So I got one here. Um, you gave your top 10 priorities for athletes training. Um, reason I chose this is because you did underneath it. Just say you'd explain your rationale if anyone had any questions. So just wanted you to um, talk further about it. So number one was health. Availability, two enjoyment, three consistency, four movement quality, five speed, six power, seven strength, eight size, nine mobility, and ten reactivity. Yeah. So I, here's the biggest thing with this. A couple of things. One, it's a tweet. See, the context and what you can explain is limited unless you like go into a gigantic. Mm-hmm. But number two, you know the the good old fashioned game, fuck, marry, kill. Yep. Okay. So. Like I, we, I'll give you an example. So we did this at the gym a couple of weeks ago, but we did it with food, right? Like, you know, trying to keep it, you know, classy around kids. Um, we were like Japanese food, Italian food and um, Mexican. So like burritos, sushi and like Italian food. Right. And you had, mm-hmm. we played that game with those foods. So it was really interesting because a lot of people were like, Oh my God, I love all three of them. Like, I don't know what to do. Right. And it's like, I, I use this as an example because this tweet kind of strikes me in a similar fashion of like, these are all important things. Okay. And honestly, if it's a top 10, it means we're, we're, we're worrying about all of them. It's not like it's a top 30 and you can't worry about 30 things at the same time. Like it's a top 10, like all 10 of those things can be focused on um, at the same time in a training program. Now, how I ordered them 
a lot to do with it. So obviously I put health and availability as one. Like I don't care what you do in the rest of your training or how good it is, but if you're not healthy and you're always injured and you can't play your sport, like does any of it really matter? Right. Sure. Um, I think I've labeled enjoyment as number two, correct? Yep. Okay. So especially when you're dealing with younger athletes, like high school age, even college or middle school, whatever, but like screw it, even adults, like what adult fitness, but like, if you don't enjoy what you're doing in the training, like, yeah, you want the training to be good, but you got to find a way to make the training that's good training also be enjoyed training. Because if you do not enjoy what you're doing, odds are you're not going to maintain the consistency that you need to get the results that come from, you know, numbers three to eight or three to 10. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So if I'm hitting on power and speed and mobility and doing all those things, it's great. But if I hate it while I do it now, you know, that's not to say that you're going to go through training and be like, oh my God, this is the best thing of my life. I love every day I go to the gym. One of my favorite things that an athlete ever said to me is a very high level division one hockey player that I work with right now that I've worked with since he was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And he, when I tell you April through August, before he goes back to campus, four days a week, he trains, right? Does not miss a session like ever. Mm-hmm. Like if he has, he works, he bartends while he's home, he will, you know, come earlier in the morning or come later in the day. If he's got a, a, a weekend trip, he comes Monday through Thursday instead of Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Like I'm just telling you across the board, you know, he's there, right? Gets all of his stuff mm-hmm. done, hits his numbers. He looks at me and, and he said there's multiple times now, and I've used this as an example with a lot of kids. And he says, I hate this shit, but I know it gets me better um as a hockey player so so that's why i put a lot into it right so half of it's a joke like he's messing around a bit but yeah half of it's true he does not love to go to the gym all the time and crush his legs or do whatever we have to do right so part of it yeah yeah, it's not realistic to think you're going to go through it and it's all roses and you're going to be like this is the best time of my life i absolutely love every minute of this yeah it sucks sometimes i've been lifting for 15 years and you know I have to motivate myself a little bit to make sure I get my lift in today. That's always going to be there no matter what. So I want to be realistic in that regard. However, you have to get to the point where like there are enough things in your training that make it enjoyable enough where you can be consistent with it. Because if you don't enjoy it, you're not, you're going to find a way to not be consistent. And then if you're not consistent, the results aren't going to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I said that second, because if that's not there, then like, you're never going to do as good of a job doing the other seven things or eight things. Um, what did I list as number three, please? Just if you don't mind. Uh, three was consistency. Yeah. So that brings me to my next point. If um, you're not healthy and you don't enjoy what you're doing, odds are you're not going to be consistent. And if you're not consistent, odds are you're not going to get faster, which is probably number four or stronger, which is probably number six or seven, or you're not going to move better, which is whatever number like that. It, that needs to be there or else those other things don't happen, which is why the first three things on that list had nothing to do with training qualities. So, so we got through that so far. Give me, give me four five and six. Four five and six is movement quality, speed, power. Yeah. So I say movement quality. Okay. And we're going to get to this because I know one of the questions today is like, what do I mean about that by that? Or what, how do you work on it? Um, if you move like shit, yeah, you can be really fast. You can get away with a lot of stuff, but especially in the terms of the strength training, if you move really poorly and you keep adding load to things and keep adding load on top of dysfunction, odds are you're never going to go up the chain and be able to check off number one, which is to be healthy. So that's why I put that there. So like just making sure you're doing things the right way in a safe way 
Um, you know, that is, is the most important, one of the most important things, like to, to make sure you're just emphasizing clean and sound movements. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I said speed, correct? Uh, it was speed. Yep. And then power. Yeah. So, okay. You could argue the, the fact that like, okay, like, you know, team sport athletes, like they need to be able to react and move around in space pretty well. That's fine. But I'm, I'm leaving that more so to like things you work on in your sport and practice. If we're talking strictly, strictly speed and strength training, that's why I left that out. Obviously, you know, being elite as an accelerator and speed and, and, and top speed is going to be tremendous as a team sport athlete. Um, and I put it above strength just because yes, I do understand that strength is going to contribute tremendously to, you know, how fast you can be the earlier, earlier on you are in your process and as an athlete. However, if you're super, super, super strong, or you're getting super, super strong and you're not getting faster, it's, it's not as helpful. So that's why I put strength after that. Um, yes, you can make the argument that the age of the athlete might change this a little bit. So like maybe when they're younger, you know, the strength training and the strength work is a little more important than the speed training. But like, if we're going to make this super general to like the average athlete of like whatever age, you know, odds are I put speed first strength is next after that. Number six, I love getting strong. We do a lot of strength training. Uh, I talk about strength training all the time and how important it is. I just think that like, if I had to pick one or the other gun to my head, I'm going to make sure I prioritize speed a little bit more. Um, so bro, people are like reading our minds here. I'm getting these only strength, uh, early signups on my phone as we, as we speak. Um, (laughs) now give me seven, eight, nine. Uh, strength, size, and mobility. So wait, strength wasn't number six? Uh, no, no, you asked for five, six, seven. So you just need eight, nine, ten now. So size, mobility, and reactivity. Those are my last three. Okay. Yeah. So I did have reactivity on here. And the reason I put it low is because like, yeah, you want to work on it, but like odds are if you're getting all your sports practice and your skill practice and your practices and your games, whatever, it's getting a little bit worked on there. So like, it doesn't need to be number one on your list because it's like, you got to work on some stuff you're not getting in your sport. Although as much as we work on it, as important as it is, like I said before, if it's in the top 10, it's being worked on. So like, just understand that right away. Don't get your panties in a bunch about like, oh my God, it's number nine. It means you don't do it. No, if those are in the, if it's in the top 10 things you're focusing on, it's being done. Okay. So I said size. Um, I had mobility at what number? Mobility was nine. And that was actually the one that a few people did question why it was so low. Yeah. I, I think it's low because if you're not majority of the athletes you work with, they're super weak, super slow. Uh, and they don't move well. Like I don't give a shit if they could touch, reach the floor and uh, reach down and touch their palms to the floor. Cause their hamstrings are super loose. Mm-hmm. Like, Again, like I said, if it's in the top 10, it's being worked on. But like, if all you think you, if if you think number mobility is number one, when you're dealing with an athlete that can barely like, you know, uh, you know, do a push up the right way or has slumped forward shoulders, like I, to me, strength and, and stability and, and, and more end ranges of motion of strength training does a lot more than like sitting there and just focusing on your, your static stretches. Now, mobility that can be improved by a product of like, movement so i'm a big you know not as much of a static stretching but more of like the a lot of the posts i make about like um hip routines and upper body routines and things like that um you know improving movement more so through like getting to end ranges of motion with a little bit of load attached but ultimately everyone's like oh we got to be mobile 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 if you're super 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 mobile but you have no strength no stability uh no power or speed 
I can't imagine that's going to do too much for you. And I also think if you're doing a really good job of doing the other things I listed above that, the right way, you're doing strength training and deeper end ranges of motion, focusing on the movement quality with those, focusing on the movement quality of your sprint mechanics and, and, and with your jumps and all that type of stuff. It's going to do a lot for you in terms of mobility. So I also added a little bit lower too, because I feel like it generally can get helped if you do the other stuff the right way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Versus like, I don't know if sitting there and improving how well you can like, you know, reach your toes with your hamstrings. I keep using that as an example is going to, you know, lend, uh, you know, to more of the gains in the speed and the strength or whatever. Um, and then I just had reactivity last. Correct. I already explained that a little bit. It's, it's a little bit lower cause you're going to be getting a lot of it in your sport. Yes. Still work on it in your training, but like at the end of the day, I'm not going to spend 45 minutes of my, of my two days. Let's say if I had two training days a week with a 14 year old, I'm not going to spend an hour, an hour each. I'm not going to spend 45 minutes of each one doing like reacting to different balls and different things when they're slow and they're really weak and they're going to go out and practice six days a week and react to moving athletes and pucks and balls and, and whatever. So we're going to do a little bit of it, but it's not going to be number one. So that that's my answer. Sure. How, did I explain that well? What do you think? Yeah, I think you did a good job of that. Let's do one more tweak because that took a while, but it was good. Uh, and then I want to okay. get some questions. Yeah, here's just a kind of quicker one, probably. I spoke to 100 parents last month on the importance of strength and speed training for the 12 to 16 year old baseball players. My main theme become a better athlete. High level players not only swing the, a bat and throw a ball well, but they're explosive and athletic. Yeah. This speaks to, you know, the the problem of people thinking specific, specific, specific all the time. You know, if your son or your daughter has never trained before, even if they play a sport like softball or baseball, let's just say, um, you know, people, I think, underestimate the need to just be explosive and well-rounded and and all that when it comes to baseball and softball players. Everything they think about is they got to rotate. They got to throw. They got to do this. Yes. But they also have to run. They also have to move laterally. They also have to just have explosiveness in their lower half to be able to hit the ball hard. Um, you know, explosiveness in the lower half is going to contribute to rotational output. Like all of those things come together, especially when you're under training, you've never trained before. So I think the biggest thing is you see a lot of parents of baseball players still say, Hey, you know, rotational work, core work, uh, bands for the shoulders, everything just gets so specific and so dialed in, like train your baseball player, especially when they're younger and just starting out as an athlete first and make them more physical and more powerful. And I promise you good things are going to happen. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Uh, I think we have four questions. We'll try to get to all of them. Sweet. Pulling them up right now. All right. Hey, Gary. I've been following for a while. This is from Reed. The guy called me Gary. Uh, He spelled it funny. Got it. So it threw me off. (laughs) Hey, Sherry. You've been following for a while. Like all the content coming out, I recently became the head coach of a women's basketball team where I'm teaching. And the primary concern I have for athletes is the instance of ACL tears among young women athletes. I'm looking for some programming to help reduce rates of knee injuries. Most are new to lifting, have little experience in the gym. Do you have any recommendations on a program that would be both a great introduction to uh, SNC with emphasis on training the hips and knees to help young female athletes reduce knee injuries? Many thanks. Yeah. So I would tell you right off the bat, if they're relatively under-trained, and like haven't been exposed to a good quality strength and conditioning program before, just getting them stronger with basic lower body lifts, eccentric focus, 
Um, like I talk about all the time, one to five reps, three second, five second tempos, like, you know, really focusing on control through eccentrics with, you know, bilateral exercises to start getting them into doing some split squat variations and, and step ups and things where they're really controlling their weight and the load on the negative, the, the portion of the movement where they're going into flexion of the limb is going to be a big one. Um, just improving strength alone and exposing them to strength alone is going to do a, a go a long way in terms of the resiliency you want to build. Um, you are never going to just flat out like prevent ACLs. They happen. They're na- it's the nature of the beast. You can do everything right and you just get unlucky. But, you know, being a little stronger, um, you know, having legs that can, you know, handle force a little bit better when it comes to deceleration going to help particularly now when you look at things like jumping and sprinting with sprinting, obviously you want to focus on exposing them to stopping at high speeds. You want to teach them the right way to do it. If you do it in training in a controlled setting and you can get better at it, you would hope that, you know, that would transfer over a little bit to what they're doing in a, an uncontrolled setting like sports. But, you know, if they're used to, striking the ground and controlling their body and not letting their chest fly past their feet or, um, you know, things like that. You you get to the point where, okay, my athlete's been exposed to the decelerations, which is huge is the exposure to it. But above that, even they've improved their mechanics of doing it and getting used to doing it more safely and effectively, which is going to go a long way in that reduction of that. And then a lot of stuff too, like, the jumps, practice landing from boxes, both on two legs and one leg, different variations of hops, like get their limbs better at contacting the ground and stopping their body and decelerating and, and encountering forces um, and improving that. And if you do all of those things off the court, it's going to go a long way in terms of like the success you're going to have. Like I said, injuries are going to happen. We try to do our best to put our athletes in a position where we can reduce them the most. Right. So bad luck yeah. stuff occur. You're going to have things that don't go your way, stuff you can never prevent. But we want to just get better at trying to improve things we can control. And those are the things that I would focus on. Makes sense. Uh, let's go. Hey there. When you list your workout stations for team workouts of 30 athletes, you say there were seven minutes per station. In that seven minutes, are they attempting to do a certain number of reps and sets? Yeah, it's a good question. So I posted last week um, my station set up with. Uh, my older college uh, or junior level hockey teams. So actually, um, after I get done recording this, about an hour after I have one of them coming up to do this today. Um, so it's a good good time for that question. So basically what I would suggest is um, what I do is with this team in particular or these two teams in particular, I've, I've split them up into five lifting groups. Now, how many groups you use, I guess, depends on the size of your roster. So my biggest team out of the two is almost close to 30, 30 kids, 30 guys. So five stations was feasible with that amount of uh, athletes and with the space that we have. Now, when it comes to how many sets you're looking to get done, yes, we are trying to get a certain number of sets done in that seven minutes. Um, I, usually it's two to three sets because I don't want to have them doing a heavy exercise for four to five sets in seven minutes. I mean, do the math. The rest isn't going to be that great. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to get to a point where like, if they do three sets of something in seven minutes, they can probably get close to two minute rest between all of their, their, their sets. So like if you're doing a five rep set of, of bench, it's probably going to take you like, you know, 30 to 40 seconds. So you could probably get 
two to three sets done and have enough rest throughout that seven minutes. Um, but the best bet is to just, you know, maybe have a, a number you're trying to get to, but just observe and, and ask and talk to them and see like day one, how many they were able to get done. There is a trial period to it where I've like constructed this in, in the, you know, Hey, this is what I usually see they're able to get done. So that's why I assign this many because of like what experience has shown me. So you're going to have to just figure that out. Like if, if you're a five minute station, less, less sets, if you're, 10 minutes more. So you have to just kind of get a feel for what they can handle and get done in that given time. And that those are the parameters that you would use. Sweet. All right, let's go with good morning. When implementing unilateral exercises, would you typically use these during pre early season or late post sessions, post season sessions? Yeah. I mean, they were training unilaterally, you know, all throughout the year. Um, I think, now to answer this a couple of different ways. Now, when you start your off season, we get, we're a little more focused on just general bilateral movements, just because we want to keep the complexity down the reps up and just increase, improve the workload amount we're able to get. And this is something I've been talking a lot about on social media the last couple of days with like off season stuff. And then as you progress through the off season, you may be getting, you're getting a little bit more over to unilateral stuff just because it's a little bit more closer in a speci uh, specificity or transferability sense to what we're going to be doing in sport. And obviously that's what you want to approach as you go through your off season, you want to get closer and closer and closer and more transferable as you go along. Um, <clears throat> you know, in season, we're still hitting unilateral movements, right? Like I don't just stop doing split squats or Bulgarians or step ups or things like that because it's, you know, during the season, we still need to hit those things, you know, and this, this harkens back much to the point I made about the, the basketball coach with the ACL stuff. Like you still want to be training those things. You still want to continue to be resilient in those positions and expose the limbs to those uh, heavier loads. I mean, you look at, you know, even people like I did a breakdown last year on the Phoenix Suns and their strength training, like they're still doing unilateral stuff. It was a post that was made 60 games into their season and they were still doing unilateral exercises post game. So, you know, to me, that's something that like you're not going to just get rid of because it's during the season. But that is how I would work up with it when it goes to comes to starting in the offseason and progressing through that. Uh, and then when it comes to a session, generally, yes, I do like to start the session more bilaterally and then work more towards unilateral uh, after. So maybe if we're doing like a trap bar is our main exercise. Uh, a Bulgarian is maybe our supplemental movement afterwards. Uh, but if you're working with an athlete that's been doing trap bars and squats for, for eight, 10 years, and they're pretty strong already and your main movement might be unilateral because you can really focus and zero in on that. And maybe you're starting with that. So the context is key, but generally that's how I view it. Awesome. And the last one we have, it's the tweet we talked about with the top 10 and yep. they quoted it and they asked, what are some of your top priorities when it comes to movement quality? Yeah. I mean, this is more basic than people think, but like, you know, instructing kids the right way to sprint and make contact with the ground in certain aspects and the postural, you know, aspects of it, um, doing jumps the right way and landing on the box the right way and, and landing mechanics, um, instructing lifting movements to be done the right way. So that when athletes are getting through these ranges of motion, they're getting good positions and they're putting those positions under a load, which is going to, like I said, go down the chain and help with the mobility portion of it without even really directly trying to work on it. It's not so much like, this big undertaking. It's more so just teaching them the basics and the right ways to do quality movements. And when you focus on those things and you prioritize them, good things happen and they just spread throughout the entire program. So that, and I think it's a little bit more simple than people think, but it's more so just like everything we do, what are the basic things we are trying to accomplish from a quote unquote 
general overall good um, movement standpoint, and that's all I'm trying to achieve. Sure. I mean, I think it's all I have to say for that. I think it's it's pretty easy. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that's all I got. Um, any you have any last thoughts as we close up here? I don't think so. All right, guys. Um, thank you again for joining us. Great episode. Look forward to talking to you guys next week. Um, I am going to, or Mike will put the the link for the early sign up in the show notes. Be on the lookout for the email on uh, Monday, 1024. Uh, go subscribe to our newsletter, Challenger Strength, if you have not already. You know, every, an issue is going out each week. I think one just went out Monday th- this past week. Um, you know, we're at like 3,500 people on that. So that's pretty damn cool. Um, so, yeah, just keep staying tuned. Keep uh, staying po- look. Keep looking out for content, um, you know, and, and keep, you know, joining us on this journey. We're going to have fun and I can't wait for only strength. I think it's going to be a good time. So um, thank you guys as always. And we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Muscles and Management brought to you by Challenger Strength. I'm your host, Jerry Filippo, signing off from the show that's changing how we view sports performance, training and business.